I had every intention of getting this episode up way before South by Southwest even began. But here we are. We're about three weeks out. It's finished. Everybody's packed up. They've flown home. And only now am I actually recording this. So my sincerest apologies for my complete, uh, I just, epic failure. My epic failure. Okay, so Austin calls itself the music capital of the world. However, recently, there's been a few rumblings about changing the Austin tagline to the music festival capital of the world. It's probably just a marketing thing. But the fact of the matter is that we do have a lot of music festivals, and one of my favorites is South by Southwest. It's an 11-day festival that encompasses interactive, which involves tech startups, video gaming, and lots of magazine writers, film, and music. A brief history lesson, um, South by started back in 1987 by four dudes, who were a couple writers and publishers and publicists who work at our local independent weekly paper called the Austin Chronicle. And they got the name from Alfred Hitchcock's film North by Northwest. So that first year, they anticipated having around 150 attendees, but over 700 people showed up. So according to them, it was a hit from the beginning. While South By started as a music festival, and that still remains the most popular segment, it has grown, like I said, to encompass film, which was added in 94, interactive became its own thing in 95. Um, They even have a comedy element, which was added relatively recently. Interactive is by far and away my favorite part of the festival for their cool parties, tons of free drinks, Um, definitely if you can come early enough to catch a little bit of the interactive, highly recommend it because it's super fun. South by Southwest also has a few offshoot conferences that are held throughout the year, um, such as South by Southwest EDU, and that's all about education innovation. South by Southwest Eco, and that deals with the environment and sustainable businesses. And South by Southwest V2V, I'm not exactly sure how you say this, if there's like a super cool inside way of saying that, um, because I actually have never heard of this before uh, researching this podcast, but we're going to go with V2V, and that's held in Vegas and deals with innovative startups. A while ago, I even heard that South by was thinking about moving everything to Vegas just because they're completely set up for that. Um, You know, lots of exhibition space, tons of housing for people, super easy to fly in and out of. But, you know, Austin, we like to keep that on the home front. So apparently we fought to keep it in Austin for the time being. I also learned that there are a few other South by inspired festivals slash conferences around the world. And seeing as how I adore South By, I might have to put some of these on my to-do list. Um, They are North by Northwest in Toronto, Live at Heart in Sweden, the Goa Project in India, which that one totally caught my eye. I've never been to Goa. South um, XOXO in Portland. And finally, Yes and Yes Yes, which is also known as YXYY in Palm Springs, California. 
Truth be told, I have yet to get a wristband or a badge and have winged it every year. There were a few times that I researched the bands and made a schedule and sometimes made it to maybe a third of my scheduled events. But really, those pre-planned years are not among my favorites. Most of my time was spent standing in line for hours and hopefully getting in, but mostly getting kicked further back in line while badge holders just waltz on in. And then me getting more and more pissed off that I didn't have a grand just lying around ready to buy myself a badge. So I've learned to not have a plan. To just walk around and if I hear something interesting, seeing if I can get in. And your best bet for this method is going downtown early in the afternoon. Bars like Swan Dive, Beerland, and the Russian House, they usually have something going on that's unofficially South By related and you can get into without a cover. I also get lucky for South By stuff by staying off the beaten 6th Street path or just RSVPing to every event and unofficial South By showcase possible. For the RSVP list, there are a couple online services like RSVPster that you can pay to put you on this list for all sorts of parties, or you can just do it yourself. The way you'd find out about the showcases is by signing up for South by updates on Do 512 or Eventbrite. Starting about four weeks before South by and really kicking into high gear about two weeks beforehand, you can always check out the Twitter hashtag South by Southwest 2016 for event announcements. Live Vibe, Bake Space, Fader Fort, and Spotify House, they all have hosted events that I've successfully signed up for. And once you sign up for one year, you automatically get added to the email list for the following year. They even have various country showcases I'd check into if I were you guys, um, where bands from countries such as Great Britain, Scandinavia, Australia, Sounds from Cuba is the name of the Cuban showcase, and Colombia are featured. So that's something to keep a lookout for as well. But in an effort to not overwhelm anyone, um, just remember to sign up for Do 512 Eventbrite South by Updates and check Twitter every once in a while just to get in the know. I'll put a list of all the events and websites mentioned up on our website for you to check out as well. Now, if you do want to pre-plan your musical attack, then I recommend checking out Spotify or iTunes. If you search South by Southwest 2016 or 2017 now, um, or whatever year, right, it happens to be, you can find all sorts of playlists of bands attending that year, and that's a great way to discover new music to check out. Where to stay and how to get around seem to be the most tricky part of South by Southwest. Hotels near downtown tend to get booked up almost a year in advance, and the room rates are super inflated for those two weeks. Like, I can't remember how much someone said they paid for a room at the W Hotel downtown, but I remember being completely floored by it. Plus, I don't know about you, but I'd rather spend my money on some good food and booze than on a, on a hotel that I only spend a few waking hours in. The way to find a decent place to stay um, 
my opinion is going to be on websites like Airbnb, HomeAway, um, and if you're feeling a little bit more risky, Craigslist. The Austin School System and the University of Texas here both organize their spring breaks to coincide with South By, and lots of folks just like to get out of town, whether to avoid the traffic and craziness or they're just heading on a family vacation. So there's lots of vacant space that you can rent through the previously mentioned websites. The other thing I'm always kind of amazed at is that like very rarely do my man and I ever get requests from friends or friends of friends to come stay with us during this time. And we even have a cute little trailer in the backyard that we've made into a guest house. And we like to meet new people. I feel like reaching out through Facebook would be a great way to find a place to stay for everybody. There are 2 million residents in Austin, so statistically speaking, you probably know someone who lives here or a friend of a friend who knows somebody who lives here. I don't see why you wouldn't just reach out. I mean, worst they could say is, like, sorry, I, I just don't have enough room. And plus, if you sweeten the deal by offering to pay, like, a little for the stay, it could work out well for everyone involved. We never put our trailer up on the Airbnb websites because, you know, while it's cute, we wouldn't charge for it, and in Austin, if you don't get this, like, $300 permit, then you can get fined if you get caught for renting out your house, so... Hotels around town got a little chappy about this a few years ago, and Austin put the permit in place. <laughs> but um, maybe we're just lazy about dealing with Airbnb and would rather just friends of friends come to stay. Again, all of that is to say, try Facebook for a place to stay. As far as getting around, man, driving is the worst idea ever. Traffic in Austin is generally terrible. Stay off of I-35 if you can, and it always gets worse with South By. Plus the parking, I mean, sad face right there. You can rent a bike from Austin B-Cycle. Just pop your credit card in the reader right next to the stash of bikes and rent a super cute little red cruiser bike for $15 for the weekend. They have stations all over downtown at like City Hall, on 2nd Street in between Congress and Brazos, like all over the place. And you even get a bike lock, so it seems like a pretty sweet deal for the weekend for only $15. Alternatively, you can always Uber or Lyft it around town. Um, in the downtown area, South By has set up a series of shuttles to get people around to the official South By events. I'm not sure if you need a wristband or a badge for those, However, if you don't have a badge, lots of companies do promotional free rides around downtown too, um, like Tito's Vodka and Mazda, I think, were involved this year. I would Google South by Southwest free rides to find any shuttles or promotional rides when you come to town. Um, but my personal favorite is the public transportation system. We have a tram now, but I've never used it before. If you're staying outside of town, like in Leander, then the metro is a great way to go, or you can park by a station and take it on down. If, however, you're staying slightly closer to downtown, like on the east side, take the bus. I recently started riding the bus more, and it's amazing. 
you can read a book on the, on the ride, you can listen to Spotify, Audible, you never have to deal with parking or traffic. And P.S. It is only $1.25 one way and $2.50 for a day pass, which means you can hop on and off as many times as you like in a 24-hour period. The Cap Metro free phone app is a little clunky, but it works to plan your, out your route and figure out when the next bus leaves. And during South By, the buses go later in the night so you're not left stranded. But if that does happen, just Uber at home, right? Anyway, I'm a big fan of the bus system. While you're at South By, Southwest, you know, um, don't forget to take care of yourself. There is a lot of free food and booze, and it's super easy to overdo it. In fact, there is a, a Twitter handle, and now I'm linking out on the name. I think it's like Free Food South By, something like that. But anyway, they will notify you of like free food trailers giving away free food or, you know, any restaurants giving away free food so you can... You can eat and you can drink super inexpensively during that week, those two weeks. My favorite was always to get downtown earlier in the afternoon, like around two or, or three, because there are way less crowds that early. There's way more free stuff, and you can always get into venues. By the time it started getting super packed and you ended up waiting in lines way more than actually seeing music, which happens around eight, I'd head home. A nice level of day drunk and go grill out in my backyard. Best way to pace yourself for South By. If you are wanting to take a load off and get out of South By for a minute, there are lots of amazing patios and other things to do in Austin to relax. Some of my favorite patios are going to be Spider House, the Long Branch, the Silo on 7th, Olive in June if you're feeling kind of fancy, and they're slightly up north. Um, there's lots of good frozen margaritas at El Alma. Um, those are some of my favorite patios. Now, if you're wanting to do a couple other things outside of music and conferences and festivals, I would recommend Peter Pan Golf. It's mini golf. It's fun, and you can bring your own beer. The Alamo Draft House, of course. Um, Barton Springs, if it's warm enough. The water is always... Uh, I think like 60, 63 degrees, but it's still cold, I think. <laughs> um, it's still cold. There's also the paddle boat on Town Lake that is shaped like a swan. Um, it's incredibly cheesy, and I do love it. The last thing to remember is that during these 10 days that one would attend this festival slash conference, you are always going to be feeling like you're missing out on something. Twitter is great to figure out what's going on, but if you are at an event and you happen to like just swipe through some Twitter feed of South By, like there's always something amazing going on that you are not at. So uh, just throw your hands up at that at some point. Just you know, give in to the fact that you're always going to be missing something. Pop Culture Happy Hour, which is another podcast. It's all about pop culture, movies, books, you know, plays, stuff like that. They did a roundup of South by 2016. I will link that to 
our website as well. Um, it's kind of interesting to hear their feedback because they're all like NPR people. They got badges. They were able to go into a bunch of stuff. And I think Audie Cornish mentioned something about like always feeling out like she was missing out on something. So anyway, I thought that was kind of funny. Again, we'll link that on the website. I heard that after South by happens, um, people come here and it's really fun because it's this huge citywide party and that the they have this housing boom for about two to three months after South by finishes. So all of the apartments gone, can't find an apartment around. I just think that's kind of funny, like a, a funny and interesting side effect of this music festival and film and interactive festival. <laughs> So there's South By. Um, hopefully some of that helps. I will write a lot of this down and put it in our our blog under episodes. Um, this is episode number eight, and I threw a lot of lists out at you guys, so again, you can cross-reference everything on the blog. Again, I can't believe it took me so long to put this up and to get it out. Ah, so bad. Okay, so the next episode will not take this long to get up, and I look forward to seeing you guys all very soon. All right, take care. Cheers. Cheers.